All right, so let's kick it over to our interview with John Neighbors. We're pleased now to be joined by the number one radio host in the state of Arkansas, in my opinion, John Neighbors. You can follow him at Buzz John Neighbors on Twitter. He's a must follow. And he's the host of the Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz. And he's also the host of the Locked On Hog podcast. John, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate you. Absolutely, man. It's always good to catch up with you. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, you know, I wanted to start off here. Obviously, uh, you know, I don't talk a lot of baseball, but the Razorbacks, number one in the nation. We got Eric Musselman. His program is just rolling right now. And Sam Pittman looks to have the football program on the up and up. Has there ever been a better time to be an Arkansas Razorback sports fan? Honestly, that's something we talk about a lot on my show. And I can't think of a time, man. Like, it's incredible how pretty much every sport, if if they're not already great or being elite, they're at least have the potential, like with football, for instance, you know, we don't, I don't think anybody in Arkansas even thinks that Arkansas football is going to, you know, be a top 10 team next year, but it's at least they're making progress and, and going the right direction from where they were from. So yeah, but with baseball being number one, uh, softball, even as uh, going to win the SEC first time that a team not named Bama or Florida has won the regular season in the SEC in softball. Basketball coming off of that uh, great run in the Elite Eight. Women's basketball, I know they lost early in the uh, NCAA tournament, but still they had a phenomenal season. So, yeah, it's just really hard to complain right now if you're a Razorback fan because everything's going so well. Well, I think uh, certainly the best is yet to come for Sam Pittman and his program. And I really wanted to ask you, you know, what is the most impressive thing you've seen from Sam Pittman since he took over the job there at Arkansas, which, you know, obviously a lot of people didn't see that move coming and a lot of people mocked it. And now it's looking like probably the best hire of that entire coaching cycle. You know, it's funny because obviously he won three SEC games last year, which is uh, more than Arkansas won in the past three years combined before that. So obviously he's made progression by getting a team that's, you know, that they they give a lot of effort. Uh, the recruiting is definitely picked up. Like, there's been some really great things about it. Uh, but honestly, the one thing that impresses me the most, and this is kind of a, a weird one, but it's so true, is that Sam Pittman is a guy that, like, he doesn't fall for where, oh, we're, we're Arkansas, so, you know, we got to stand out on social media or we got to do quirky, wacky things with our uniforms and stuff to gain, gain people's attention. Like, he's not doing that. He's just a football coach. He wants to coach football. He's a genuine guy with everybody that's ever met him, and he just enjoys life. So it's just been really cool to see how it could be easily done where they become like this team that wants to stand out by doing quirky and wacky things or, you know, crazy hashtags or whatnot. But it's not that. He's just going out, coaching football, hiring good assistants, uh, keeping the players in check, and I think people really respect and appreciate that a lot more. Now, obviously, you live in the state. You, I can't imagine how many Razorback fans you run into on a daily basis, but uh, I wanted to ask you, when's the last time that the Arkansas fan base has been this genuinely excited about the upcoming college football season? Uh, honestly, I'd have to say probably 2016 was the last time I remember there was any genuine excitement for Razorback football. Uh, that was the year where they were coming off of that 5-3 and three campaign. They had won the Liberty Bowl against Kansas State. They had a new quarterback in Austin Allen that people were really good at, but you returned a lot of the key pieces from the previous year, too. And uh, People were excited about the, the unknown and mystery of it all in 2016. But since then, 
every single year has kind of been met with uh, not looking forward to it. Even this past season with Sam Pim being new coach, people were excited but at the same time. They're like, we have no idea what this guy's going to do. He's never been a head coach before. Like we were hopeful, but we don't know. It could be disastrous. It could be awful. And lo and behold, we saw what panned out. So I would say that at least for the past five years, this will be the most excited Razorback football fans have been about a football season, especially since uh, they're going to be welcoming Texas in uh, in the early part of the schedule. Yeah, I'm glad you referenced that game because, uh, man, I've been saying that uh, Arkansas is going to beat the shit out of Texas. I've, I've been not been hiding the fact that I think Longhorns are going to be overrated coming into that game. Is this the most anticipated Arkansas football game you can remember since since when? Ooh, that's a good question. Honestly, since it's Texas, which we know it means a lot more, and uh, the old Southwest Conference rivalry and all of that, you know, I would probably say that this might be the most anticipated game since because it's a home game, too, and it's in Fayetteville, which doesn't happen that often. I would say probably since that Ole Miss game of 2016 as well because Ole Miss was coming into town. They were uh, a top team, and Arkansas was a top 25 team then. Uh, that was a lot of excitement. The crowd was definitely into it. But, uh, you know, before that, it's been a minute. Uh, maybe you could throw into the mix of uh, the Arkansas-Alabama game of 2010, something like that. But, yeah, it's just been a long time since people have anticipated a game like this too. And I think Razorback fans are excited about it because, honestly, Mike, like if you think about last year for Arkansas – the four teams that they lost to where they just flat out got beat, like not, not even close, just a, just a flat out beat. They lost to Bama. They lost to Texas A&M. They lost to Florida. They lost to Georgia. Those are the games that just flat out got beat. Well, those were the four best teams in the SEC. And the other three games that they lost that year was to teams where, honestly, they probably should have won. We all know about the Auburn controversy. Should have won that. They lost to Missouri on just you know, in the final minute of the game, and it was close and they had the lead. They lost that one. Then they lost to LSU when they didn't even have a defensive line, and LSU kicked a game-winning field goal. So if you really like to put it into perspective, Arkansas last year really only didn't compete with the teams that were far and away better than them, and I don't see Texas being that way. I don't think Texas is a team that's far and away better than them, so I like Arkansas's chances in it, honestly. Now, you got to think that if Arkansas manages to beat Texas, like I certainly think they will, uh, Razorbacks are potentially looking at a 3-0 and start to the season heading into that game with Texas A&M. Uh, how big of a, a win would the Texas A&M be for that fan base? Oh, man. That, honestly, if you could say one game that Arkansas fans would want to win the most, you know, I can't guarantee it would be that, but it'd definitely be in the mix because Arkansas, this is coming up on the 10th year, the 10th year that Arkansas has lost to Texas A&M straight. Like, if Arkansas loses to Texas A&M, this season, they would have lost 10 straight games to them. And it's just annoying because Arkansas feels like they that should never happen. And it's just crazy because even though they've lost 10 straight or almost 10 straight, they still hold a series lead over Texas A&M in their history. So uh, they want that game bad. They'd love to beat Jimbo Fisher. They'd love to win that game in Jerry World, especially because it's Jerry Jones, and he's probably sick and tired of his team losing in it as well. Uh, I think that that would go a very long way for Razorback fans and kind of would be the fun, the thing of like, all right, it's, it's nice to beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State and, you know, or Tennessee or even an LSU, but that'd be a game where it's like, okay, we're finally for real. We finally arrived. We beat Texas A&M and we beat them because we were the better team. It would mean a lot for them. Now we're a couple of weeks removed from Mike Woods leaving the team. And that was just a head scratcher for so many reasons. He was coming off what looked like some of his best football he's ever played. Do we have any clarity why the hell he made that decision? And, you know, is Arkansas 
upset at all that uh, it certainly seems like Oklahoma tampered here? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, if you, if you go back and, and look at Mike Woods, and he was all about Arkansas, all about Arkansas. But that's what made this so weird. And it, it's, it was very sudden and very surprising to people. But I think that there's no, without a doubt that Oklahoma tampered in this. Now, I'm not sitting here crying about it, saying that, you know, they should be punished or anything. Because as far as I know, I don't think it's against the rules. But even if they did, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of one of those things I know that Oklahoma, I think they knew that they were going to have to suspend those wide receivers that were uh, that had gotten in that legal trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think that they needed, uh, needed some sort of uh, falling back option. And they saw Mike Woods, who uh, at least, you know, had maybe they recruited back then when he was coming out of high school or maybe there was a connection there. And I think they just took advantage of it. Because I also think Mike Woods, he didn't really like the new wide receiver coach, Kenny Guyton. Uh, there was just some, there was just some awkwardness there for for whatever reason it was, and so I think he left because he saw, hey, I don't really like this new wide receivers coach. Uh, maybe he didn't like what KJ Jefferson was bringing to the table as far as passing him and giving him the ball. So when Oklahoma came calling, I think he definitely listened and he he jumped ship. And I think there's probably more than just Mike Woods involved. I'm sure that there was other people influencing him, but it was certainly a, a bad deal. And I don't think Razorback fans will have any lost love for Mike Woods, especially just the timing of it all. He scores a touchdown in the spring game, and then two days later he's gone. That makes no sense to anybody. Now, you reference uh, K.J. Jefferson. I wanted to ask you, what's your confidence level in him after uh, spring, as Sam Pittman going in said he's our QB1, and, and he looked pretty good in the spring game. What are your thoughts on K.J. Jefferson? I'm confident in him. I know, is he going to be putting up the numbers like Felipe Franks did last year as far as you know the touchdown-interception ratio and all that? I don't know. But I love his game because he, he can add an element of running, and Arkansas has needed that for quite some time. Felipe Franks could run too, but with his injury and you know the designs, they really didn't want much out of that from him. But I think that they'll be able to do a lot more of that with KJ because he's a big-bodied guy with some speed. So I like his element to where he can be more of a threat both ways. He's got a really good deep ball, uh, but the problem with him is those, those short passes where you've got to thread the needle. That's the thing that I'm kind of worried about as far as yeah, getting to hit the open man, but what about the guy that has a split second where you got to fit it in? I'm not totally sure by it. So I have confidence in him, and he looked good in the spring game. But, you know, I'm, I'm feeling more confident about it because he's got a, a, an offensive line in front of him that's all returning from last year. He's got all the tight ends coming back. He has pretty much all the wide receivers back. I know Mike Woods left, but Traylon Burks is really the one that matters the most. Davion Warren's another great one. He's returning Traylon Smith in the running back. So the best thing for a quarterback like him is to have everybody around him be experienced veterans and talent. He has that. So I think that's going to help him out a lot too. All right. I swear, John, I'm not trying to piss you off here, but do you consider Missouri a rival yet? And and how much more fuel do we need on this fire before it, uh, before it officially is one? No, no, it's <laughs> not a rivalry. Like I get so, I, I just, I understand why people want it to be. I really do. It's beca- but it's almost like, and you know, this may not be the most politically correct way to put it. It's almost like the SEC as as a as a as a class, like just a class of little kids. And the, there's two kids over there. Like everyone else is getting along and going up against each other. But these these two kids over to the side, they don't have any really any friends. You know, no one's you know no one wants to talk to them. But, you know, they're, they're there. So they're like, oh, well, this, this kid over here does, doesn't have any social skills, and this one doesn't either, so let's just pair them together. And, oh, isn't that great? Yeah, look at that. Everybody's happy. And, like, it just seems like you just 
like you don't have to force it. Like just let the schools be the schools instead of forcing this. And, you know, I don't like Missouri, and I know Missouri doesn't like Arkansas, but guess what? Missouri hates Kansas more than they do Arkansas, Mm -hmm. and Arkansas hates other teams like LSU or Texas or Ole Miss a lot more than Missouri. So, to me, it can't be a rivalry unless they are at least your number one hated team, and they're not on either side of it. So, until that happens, it's not going to be one. I understand that Eli Drinkwitz is kind of a nerdy dude that wants to force it to be one, I don't think Sam Pittman really cares one way or the other. It's just like, uh, just stop, let it, let it play out, let it be natural instead of this nonsensical battle line rivalry crap. It's just so annoying. Well, who do you consider Arkansas's biggest SEC rival then? Is it the, is it the refs? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of been the running joke is just, uh, you know, the referees in Arkansas is always going to have a bout every single year. I mean, I don't know, man. And like, I don't think they have one. Like if they, I know people, there's teams, like, there's part of the state, part of the fandom that hate LSU the most. There's part of people that hate Texas the most, you know, more of the old school people. Um, I think that there's, I think there's more of a rivalry with Ole Miss, honestly, just because they're pretty close in proximity. They're pretty similar in their, in their football programs and their culture and lifestyle and all that. And we know there's been some epic games between them. So I think that those would be probably your best bet. Uh, Missouri's just definitely not it. I know that. I, I would I would even bet money that if you polled Arkansas fans and ranked the teams they'd most like to beat this year in football in the SEC, Missouri would probably be close to the bottom of the list, maybe next to like Mississippi State or something like that. All right, last question for you, John. What are the biggest question marks you have for uh, the Arkansas football team looking ahead to uh, next season? Honestly, the biggest question mark is, I'm, is, of course, the quarterback situation with K.J. Jefferson because we all know it. It relies down to that. But it's also going to be, can Sam Pittman build upon the momentum he had last year? Like, seriously, we talked about it. Like, Arkansas was just a few plays and a screw job away and a defensive line away from building 6-4 and four last year. Like, imagine if this team would have gone 6-4 and four with that schedule. Mm-hmm. It, it would have been unbelievable. And this year, it, it's not like they're going to be coming out of nowhere anymore. Like, they were able to retain most of the coaching staff. They were able to retain a lot of the players. Can they build upon that last year? Can they make sure that last year wasn't a fluke or anything like that? Uh, can, can they find some success around it? And I think they will. And I think that they can. It's just going to be, all right, year one was good. Year one, you, you kind of pulled them out of, the, out of the ground a little bit. Now, can you actually start to crawl? Can you actually start to walk? Can you have some momentum? Can you build upon things? That's going to be the ultimate question. And that second game against Texas, like if they found a way to win that game, then Razorback fans are going to get put into a pitching frenzy uh, for the rest of the season. And it's a tough schedule again because they got to go to Georgia and to Bama, to LSU, to Ole Miss. It's not going to be easy, but I think if Razorback fans can or if Razorbacks can just get it to 6-6, six and six, maybe 7-5, and five, Hawk fans will be extremely happy with the progress they've made. All right, he's John Neighbors, must follow, at Neighbors, the host of Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz and the Lockdown Hogs podcast. Thanks so much, John. I really appreciate you. No problem at all, man. Have a good one. All right. Terrific stuff there from John. I really enjoy his content. He really is outstanding stuff. Very entertaining. He, d- he does a hell of a job there on uh, his radio program and the Locked On Hogs podcast. So if you're mm-hmm. not already listening to that stuff, check it out. And hell, he had a hell of a tweet here, didn't he, with, uh, do you see the Jack Nicholson <laughs> photo? And he, is, it, is that Jack or is that Sam Pittman? It looked just like Sam Pittman. So, uh, I mean, he, he's a clever guy. Dude, if you haven't seen the picture of Jack on the boat, yeah, I, you definitely does look like Sam at first. <laughs> in fact, when I heard it, 
And I saw Sam Pittman. I looked down. I was like, damn, look at Sam out there. And I was like, oh, hey, that's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Turn that damn jukebox on. So uh, I love it, man. That was good stuff. Great interview, man.